Hey, welcome to the special early edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, Friday heading into the weekend here. Uh, a little bit early because I got to catch a flight and go into a big event in uh, Loveland, Colorado for Saturday the 24th. So if you're listening or watching live on the 23rd of June, 2023, welcome. It's happening. And we got a lot to, uh, to cover, including uh, the sixth episode of Tucker Carlson's new show on Twitter. Uh, good Lord. Is there any reason that, that they fired him on Fox, the stuff he's saying and doing? Today, it'll be about Hotez versus RFK Jr. And we got a lot of clips I want to play for you and comment on that as well. And then in hour two, our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health, Dr. Deb Muth is going to join us. And she is, uh, you, you want to talk about setting up a natural healing or health type business? You can do it too. She's got ways to do it in their special coursework available through Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And then if the gods smile upon us, <laughs> 10th Amendment Center, Michael Bolden, we try to do this every other week, every other Friday. And if he's up for it, we're going to have him on too. So tell your friends the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty is on the air right now, an hour earlier than normal. But hey, we're not very normal, are we? Thanks for being here, Super Don. Let's kick it into gear right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. There's never been a candidate for president the media hated more than Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You thought that title belonged to Donald Trump. Of course it must, but go check the coverage. Trump got a gentle scalp massage by comparison when he announced. When Trump rolled out his presidential campaign in 2015, the New York Times waited until the 17th paragraph of the story to attack him. But as well-known as he is, the paper said at the time, Trump is also widely disliked. And then they cited a poll to back it up. That was the attack on Trump. Eight years later, the Times attacked Bobby Kennedy in the very first sentence of the story. Quote, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the paper declared, announced a presidential campaign on Wednesday built on relitigating COVID-19 shutdowns and shaking Americans' faith in science. Shaking Americans' faith in science. <laughs> that it, that stunning shaking America's faith in science is that final little clip. We've got more clips to play, by the way, on the Robert Scott Bell show. Yeah. Super Don. I don't know why the, uh, the, 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 the camera is like, you're going to see every whisker on my face. I didn't shave this morning and now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't Getting know. Up close and personal with Robert Scott Bell today. What was the, what was the setup <laughs> change? I don't know. I've got the same thing as far as I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 you see what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. I see exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I just don't know what to do. I about mean, I it. give you a hard time of getting a big head, but <laughs> I don't, it's, I literal, it's literal today further away. All right. You guys, you can't That's even right. see my favorite t-shirt that Kevin sent me the yes t-shirt today. <laughs> it's so, uh, so tight, but, yeah. uh, all right, we're gonna have to roll with it. Y'all gonna have That's to look okay. at me, but then again, many of you don't know I'm on the air right now. Cause we are the early edition of the Robert Scott Bell show. Why, why are you an hour early today? Super? you know, people are going to be freaking out like, Oh my gosh, it's not, they think it's an hour later than it is. If you set your clocks by the Robert Scott Bell Show, which you sort of could, I mean, we don't have to start definitively at the top of the hour, usually a minute or two late, sometimes that happens, but an hour early, not normal, but we've done it because I got to head out to the big event in uh, 
Loveland, Colorado, 24th right. of June that's happening. The Naturally Inspired Summit. So be seeing Peter McCullough and Mickey Willis and others, and I hope to see you there. Uh, this is going to be fun. So thank you uh, for flexing with us all, as well as Super Don for flexing a little bit early to do the show today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some clips in the first hour, of course. As of We just played one from Tucker Carlson's new show on uh, Twitter. And it's sixth episode. He's getting tens of millions of views. I think, you know, one of them, at least over 100 million. It's like, why would you ever go back to Fox where you only had four or five million viewers? And he's just as good, if not even better now on yeah. Twitter than he was on Fox. So that, you know, there were some people that were speculating, oh, well, you know, he has all of his writers and his blah, yeah. blah, you know, whatever. They're, uh, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't yeah. know. It's very professional. And man, this this one from yesterday. Holy moly, the things he says and does. I will it. never pass up an opportunity to listen to somebody harangue uh, Hotez. Peter Hotez. Yeah, but, uh, great. Yeah, great job. So we'll get to that. Also, uh, Deb Muth, Dr. Uh, Deborah Muth, Trinity graduate. And uh, also, uh, there's some core instruction on the business side of things. I love revealing to all of y'all that think the only way you can make money and earn a living as a doctor is to be a doctor. No. Well, you can be a, a traditional naturopath. You can be a health coach. There are ways to do so much better than going into half a million dollars in debt and come out and being you know, basically puppet strings for the pharmaceutical church to promote and, and prescribe drugs or else. And I'm just thrilled every time we get to learn new layers of how you can succeed, not without really trying. I mean, you got to try, but dude, you can do it. There are others, Trinity graduates we've featured on this show that have done extraordinarily well. And I want you guys to do that, all y'all. So check out trinityschool.org. That's coming up. Also a quick shout out to my buddy, Bobri. From Folium PX, he's supporting us. He's supporting G. Edward Griffin and the Red Pill Expo. And we had him on a couple of weeks ago, G. Edward, and he's acknowledging his health, a lot of his health uh, benefits, if you will, the things that he's doing include the Folium PX, the Folium products. So you guys go to foliumpx.com. You get the Folium, the, the, the standard starting point, which is not nothing standard about it. It's extraordinary. And then the Folium Immuno, the Folium Relax, three-pronged approach to get well and stay well. My mom's on it, and I've told you stories about it. But we've got more to do. And uh, thank you to Bobri for uh, helping G. Edward Griffin be strong and healthy. And also the Cancer Control Society Labor Day uh, weekend event in Glendale, California. He's supporting that. Be there, and we'll all be there for that. So check the upcoming events tab at robertsgadbell.com. Now, uh, oh, by the way, Folium PX gives us a discount code. RSB10. You get 10% off. And uh, anybody that does that, we have a special list. If you go to uh, the more tab at robertsabbell.com, you can look at all the discount codes so you get the best deal on the best things that we utilize here and we want you to try as well. So, Super D, um, real quick, the criticism of uh, Tucker Carlson's show. Um, there's one guy that critiqued it. Uh, used to be a a blowhard sports reporter that became an uber lib. <laughs> Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann. I Keith mean, Olbermann, yes. This guy will make you hurl watching him. He's just <laughs> so angry. Uh, if you've listened to Keith Olbermann, especially when he does his his little you know, videos and his monologues and stuff like that, he's mm-hmm. he's he's pretty good at the sarcasm. He is. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I, I give him like, credit. If you like only sarcasm, that's his big He's tool. really good at it. He's yeah. really good at it. And so, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. No, but, I mean, um, but, can you stand watching the guy for very long? Because that's it's, he's a one-note 
kind of. Yeah. Well, you know, it's because we have differences of opinion on what it is he's being sarcastic about, and, and, and but you know, he knows he knows how to nail it to people. Sure, but all except for today. All the time. But Except yeah, for today. today was not good. So what did he say in critique <clears throat> of Tucker Carlson? Of course, he disagrees with Tucker Carlson about everything. But what did he say about Tucker's new show? Uh, he said, get, uh, what did he say? Yeah, you I, got it? I don't know if I can say the word or not. We are no, family do, friendly. Do a version of it for the family. Uh, he said uh, at the end of it, with all the things he could have criticized, mm -hmm. he said, spend $2 to get some lights, you butt wipe. <laughs> okay. And really? I was looking at that, I'm like, after all of that, that's really, dude, that's, your that's a bad do on that. It's kind of weak. Gonna hit him on his his his, his lighting. lighting in his yeah. studio. I mean, if you disagree, hit him on what you disagree with. But I don't think he has any good comebacks. <laughs> that to was that about as weak as I've ever seen Olerman do. But whatever. So anyway, the article is that Red State Tucker claims Bobby Kennedy is winning, and he may be right. Let's let's go through some of these clips. We just had an opening uh, crossfade on that. Um, but you know, if you look at Peter Hotez, and you're like, the guy doesn't look healthy. We were talking about this before the show. I'm like, dude, I almost feel sorry for the guy because he's just such a weaselly, pasty. Uh, I don't want to, you know, comment too much on his uh, appearance, but again, he, he admits he's a junk food, a holic on in that. He's uh, the science uh, hobbit. Yeah, the science hobbit. Of course, this oh, next clip we're going to play is about RFK. Yes, but yep. uh, okay. I sorry, I was jumping ahead. Yeah, yep. you're right. Uh, let's go to the RFK clip junior but what tucker says about bobby kennedy again i don't think he would get away with this on fox news so they preemptively fired him so he couldn't say it but now he's got a bigger audience on twitter go ahead imagine if you're an ordinary new york times subscriber reading that over coffee in your pre-war rent controlled duplex on columbus avenue you'd think bobby kennedy had just declared war on the enlightenment my fellow americans i have come to shake your faith in science join me as i drag our nation back to the medieval period you'd be appalled. CBS News viewers likely were appalled in its coverage of Kennedy's announcement. CBS denounced the candidate's views as, quote, misleading and dangerous. The LA Times called him a threat to democracy. At the offices of National Public Radio in Washington, a full-blown Category 5 hysteria typhoon broke out. <laughs> NPR devoted an entire segment to savaging Kennedy, not just as a candidate, but as a human being. NPR described him as someone who, for his own perverse reasons, has made, quote, debunked and false and misleading claims that undermine trust in vaccines and who, in his spare time, provides moral support to crazed extremists who, quote, rally under the banner of what they call liberty or freedom. God. Wow. Wow. Dude. There's I, so I, much that it was just said right there. It's almost that. overwhelming. But, uh, dude, <clears throat> I'm telling you. A this threat a to democracy? Right. And, and you know, before it was the faith in science, undermining faith in science. and Shaking I people's that, faith in science. Right. The, the thing is, isn't it interesting that they always use religious phraseology when it comes to defending science? There's no faith in science. There's no I mean, crying in baseball. What? what is it about? How about defending the facts that you reveal through the scientific method? that give you results that are duplicatable that go here, here's the science. No, no, no. You just have to have faith in it. You just have to believe in it. Really? That's that undermines their very argument that there's any anti-science aggression happening by us who go, where is the scientific fact that you're claiming safe and effective, for instance. And, uh, you know, to say he's un undercutting what democracy, the, Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 
His uncle, Robert Kennedy, Senator, his, I'm sorry, his uncle, uh, John F. Kennedy, the president, his uncle, his dad, uh, Senator, uh, coming from the Democratic Party, a whole different Democratic Party in the 1960s, 50s and 60s. And you, you got to ask the question, why would the, the Democrat-loving, leftist, collectivist, mainstream media attack one of its own? Because is he not a Democrat? Yeah, he's been a lifelong Democrat. Is he, has he not championed uh, the environment in his, in his entire life? Isn't that a big thing for the left? Has he not also championed support for the poor? Helping people that are, are you know, quote unquote, less fortunate or however you describe it. All of those things, you think those, those are the, the tenets of being a good leftist today. Yet they're attacking him like you said, Bobby Kennedy threatens the entirety of democracy. What has he said to undermine democracy? In fact, he's running for president in the Democrat Party, and they don't want him there to be able to be voted for. They're nervous as you know what, that he's going to win in New Hampshire, the first primary. Who's anti-democracy? It, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. So let's move from there and go into the Hotez stuff. Because oh, yeah. if you look at Hotez and, and the things he says, it's who's the quote-unquote crazy one? It's about masks. I hear mask compliance, not mask compliance, but you'll you'll see it. Vaccine mandates in schools, the anti-science aggression. Tucker has well, yeah. And if you want to talk about uh, being a threat to democracy, yeah, listen to what mandates. Listen to what Hotez had to say here in this next clip, mm -hmm. and compare that to RFK Jr. And tell me who is it that's a threat to democracy here? <laughs> yeah, it's all about uh, mass mass compliance. That's going to be absolutely critical because if you don't have masks, remember this virus aerosolizes. So even six feet is not enough. Uh, it can go 17, 18 feet, several meters. What we really have to do is have vaccine mandates in the schools. We should have a rule that anyone who walks into a school over the age of 12 has to be vaccinated. This is the nature of the anti-vaccine movement in this country. It's got it's somehow married now to uh, far right wing extremism and and white nationalist group. Anyone who's unvaccinated and has been lucky enough to escape covid, your luck is about to run out. And I call it anti-science aggression coming mm. from Senator Rand Paul, Senator Johnson, members of the House of Representatives, in addition to those two senators are killers. It's all about mask compliance. We must have vaccine mandates for children. Take the vax or you will die. Anyone who disagrees with me is a white nationalist and a killer and probably an agent of Putin. Wow. I just think that uh, more and more people are being peeled away, peeled off of the anti, let's say, freedom agenda of the Democrats at this point. I, and I... You know, I hear myself, I'm going, I don't like to talk about one party or another being worse than the other, but it's very clear as many Republicans that I've talked to voted for Trump even are going, you know what, I'm going to switch my party affiliation to Democrats so I can vote for Bobby Kennedy. Now, people on the left would be going, well, that's because you want to sabotage Biden. It's like, dude, who who doesn't no, want to sabotage Biden? How about Biden sucks? Even, like, even all, a vast majority of you Democrats think the like same Biden. thing. Yeah. It, it's amazing what we're witnessing here in the shift in tone, at much less content. And granted, yes, <clears throat> they fired him 
from Fox, where he was doing some things that probably the, the really much the only show that we would watch fairly regularly, especially when we got wind, he was doing something about the vaccine stuff because you just never see it at that level. Remember, in my appearances on Carol Alt's show many years ago now, a Healthy You and Carol Alt, she had a Saturday health-focused show on Fox. Uh, I was on it a number of times. Ty Bollinger, uh, Nick Gonzalez, other people that are friends of ours. It was a stunning thing that she was able to do on the air. And yet the one thing that they wouldn't release, I was interviewed for an interview for that show on vaccines. That episode never aired and she got her show got taken off. Now, I don't know if it's related, but I'm just saying there's a limit to which even Fox News can go. And Bobby Kennedy has talked about that a number of times with this. I think he was friends with Rupert Murdoch and how. Murdoch said, look, I can't cover these topics on the air. If any host inv invites you on to talk about them, they'll be fired immediately. I'll get a call from, uh, you know, who's higher up the chain. If I'm remember, it's just like incredible when you realize how much, not that it's new for you here on the Robert Scott Bell show, how much the editorialization, the news coverage is dictated to by the pharmaceutical church because they own 75% of the ad revenue. In other words, they, they that's the way that Fox News and CNN and all of the news networks and mainstream media networks survive. Without that, they're a fraction of the size they are right now, which is why Bobby Kennedy saying, I'm going to run, and one of the first things I'm going to do is stop direct-to-consumer advertising of Big Pharma. Every media outlet based on that alone, Supernon, they, they won't have any commercials. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have to go back to selling cars again. Uh, yeah. They, they might have my pillow, but yeah. uh, other than that, they're not going to have uh, the majority of their commercials anymore. Right. So let's see how desperate Hotez and his ilk are to curtail Bobby Kennedy's popularity here by linking the messages that he's bringing to, well, it's got to be Putin again, even though they failed on the, the link of Russia and Trump. They're going to try to do that with Bobby Kennedy now. Putin is doing this weaponizing anti-vaccine rhetoric. We're starting to see now those same anti-vaccine messages that's coming out of the U.S. Uh, and, and now we're finding it in Africa and Latin America. And remember what the other re reason we're seeing this is the Putin government has, uh, and this has been reported by U.S. and British intelligence, has been piling on with this whole systematic program of what's being called weaponized health communications, trying to destabilize democracies with anti-vaccine, uh, anti-science messages and targeting. So according to British and U.S. intelligence, anyone who disagrees with Dr. Peter Hotez is a disloyal American working to destabilize our democracy on behalf of Vladimir Putin. Now, by comparison, never in his life has Bobby Kennedy Jr. said anything half that demented. But keep in mind, Peter Hotez claims to have a valid medical license. He is allowed to treat patients. <laughs> he just says it. Never has Bobby Kennedy said anything so demented as what Hotez is saying. And yet yeah. Bobby Kennedy is the one they're saying is crazy, is kooky, is <clears throat> anything you can do to distract from him. And I don't think it's working in the same way it did before. And despite hit the lack of appearances on mainstream news interviews, remember Fox was the only one that would have Bobby Kennedy on. Primarily, uh, Tucker Carlson would interview him. I think maybe Laura Ingram did too. I don't know for right sure. Toward the end there, yeah. I think, well, even over the years, Hannity had him on. Uh, yeah. doing other discussions of the environment. But without that, Bobby Kennedy's climbing the charts because now the new media, the things we've been doing, 
whether it be in talk radio or now on podcast, uh, is reaching an audience, a larger audience like Joe Rogan than anything, or much less Tucker's Twitter show, than anything you can get on the highest rated networks of mainstream legacy television. It's astonishing what we're witnessing here. But Hotez now, it's Russia. It's Russia. It's Russia destabilizing democracy Mm -hmm. with anti-vaccine and anti-science yeah. Messages. Now, this is something I don't think he'll do, Super Don. What do you think? Hotez would not call on like Homeland Security to arrest people like us or Bobby Kennedy oh, for well, spreading. He wouldn't that, do that. That would that would be a threat to democracy, wouldn't it? What to call on the DOJ and Homeland Security to, to come after people who have a different to arrest opinion people him? for having the wrong point of view? That's I very pro democracy. No, is that like a pro, dictatorship? Pro dictatorship, isn't it? Yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and play this clip because he wouldn't do that. Here's Dr. Peter Hotez calling for the Biden administration to arrest anyone who questions the COVID vaccine. The Biden administration has to realize that that anti-science is a killer, disinformation. Yeah. It's not even just disinformation. It's, this is an anti-science empire right now, and we need Homeland Security. We need the Justice Department. We've really got to figure this out, and, and, the health, and health and Human Services will not be able to figure this out on their own. It's not a medical problem. It's a law enforcement problem. They've doubted me. Arrest them. It's a horrifying outburst. If you think about it, if you were on tape saying something like that, you would be deeply ashamed. Anti-science. The anti-science empire. You caught that too. Holy moly. I didn't know we were a part of that. This guy's psycho. I mean, he's like, yeah. He's he's cl- he's calling other people uh, conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. and this guy is like, he's like an insomniac, chain smoking in the basement, looking <laughs> at, at the at the internet, of looking at the you know, uh, there's an anti-science funny. empire behind yeah. every tree, right? So, anti-science empire, yeah. But the thing <clears throat> is, what is succeeding in killing people? Is it people like Bobby Kennedy or us? who are pointing out and warning you against becoming an experimental injection pincushion for MRNA or other things? Or is it the people that actually fell for it through fear, deception, coercion, etc., that got the shots that are suffering immensely? And some are dying suddenly, in fact, over that time. Anti-science empire. And, and to call us the deadly ones... Here we are legitimately warning you that if you succumb to the scientific, pseudoscientific propaganda of people like Peter Hotez, much less Fauci, Walensky, CDC, FDA, WHO, and the Democrats who foisted the mandates upon you, it, you know, we're the ones that are bringing death and destruction. Quite the opposite is true. But again, Hotez not giving up. Play this next clip when you're ready. But Peter Hotez is not ashamed. He's become even more grandiose. Hotez has written a self-congratulatory new book called The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science, a scientist warning, as if you were a scientist. Here's how Hotez describes himself in the book's promotional literature. Quote, during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, one renowned scientist in his famous bow tie, appearing daily on major news networks such as MSNBC, NPR, and BBC, and others, Dr. Peter J. Hotez often went without sleep, working around the clock to develop a nonprofit COVID-19 vaccine and to keep the public informed. During that time, he was one of the most trusted voices on the pandemic 
and was even nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his selfless work. He also became one of the main targets of anti-science rhetoric that gained traction through conservative news media. End quote, though we could go on. So here you have a renowned scientist, selfless, trusted, going without sleep, self-denying, persecuted by extremists for daring to tell the truth. The Albert Schweitzer of cable news. That's Dr. Peter J. Hotez. The fact that a partisan buffoon like Peter Hotez can describe himself this way with a straight face and the backing of a publisher makes you despair for the country's future. It's true. When I when I looked up his book and I was looking at it on uh, on Amazon yeah. and I was reading, you know, what it said, and I was reading that, I was just like, did he write that himself? Because if he did, wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talking about himself in third person in that way, I mean, that's just, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it, it was either he, he was either the one that wrote that or it was his mom mm-hmm. because th- that's just, that's just crazy. <laughs> uh, remember the conflicts of interest, particularly economic, how much this man and others have profited. Of course, it's okay when they do so, but if anybody happens to have a dietary supplement and they speak about health, it's like, oh my gosh, a conflict of interest, but never when it's on them, about them. The conflicts of interest are huge, and I will endorse once again that you watch the documentary film Utah Safe and Effective. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org. It's free. It's available for everybody. Please share it. And ultimately, as you are drawn into the, you know, all the people that have been injured, that were lied to and deceived, eventually we transit through the institutional conflicts of interest between government and medicine, medicine and state between medicine and media, even between medicine and church, to understand that there's a reason why in the peer-reviewed medical literature, they used to say you have to declare any conflicts of interest. Because once you have that, then you can look through thoroughly and go, okay, there's an incentive that this article in the peer-reviewed publication ends up with this result because there's an economic gain at the end. And that doesn't mean dismiss it outright, but it means you've got to really look carefully at could there be some manipulation of the data to end up in a place of it's safe and effective, despite the fact that it is anything but that. And we do have uh, some evidence to show that they knew it wasn't safe and effective. We're going to go into that in a moment, but I got one more clip to play for you about the debate. Maybe a, maybe a secondary one. Cause I think uh, Bobby Kennedy appeared on the high wire with Del Bigtree talking about that as well. Hotez is not planning to show up for debate, even though I think the the, the booty went up to like 2.6 million. Almost 3 million bucks. Almost 3 million. Yeah. The charity of his choice. If you really cared about what you say you care about, just show up and lose and say, hey, I didn't even try, right? It's kind of, you know, look, yeah. it would be kind of like, you know, when the, the, the school is having the, the, the carnival yeah. to raise funds to build the swimming pool for mm-hmm. the school and the principal sits on the thing in the dunk tank, right? Yes. It's like, he doesn't really want to do that, but he's going to do it for charity. He's going to do it, you know, for the right reason. So why wouldn't Peter Hotez be willing to sit in the dunk tank in order to get $3 million to make vaccines for all the under, you know, privileged children in the, in the world. I don't think he has a charitable bone in his body, but go ahead and play this uh, last clip here. But don't despair. There is hope. 
Hotez will never debate Bobby Kennedy Jr., but it doesn't matter. Kennedy has already won. He's more honest than Dr. Peter Hotez, and that's obvious to anyone who's paying attention. A new Economist poll shows that Kennedy is more popular and far less hated than either major party frontrunner. After almost 20 years of being silenced, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is being heard, and why wouldn't he be? Kennedy's theories about vaccines may be right, they may be partially right, they could be even utterly wrong. No one's proved it either way. But what we can say with certainty is that America's medical establishment has beclowned itself for all time. Its official positions on vaccines, psychiatric drugs, puberty blockers, reassignment surgeries, a long list of other politically fashionable priorities have no connection whatsoever to legitimate science. It's all effectively witchcraft. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> what are, right, witchcraft. That sort got me. That got yeah. me when I saw that. I heard that. I was just like, that sounds like something you would say. Do you, do you, by the way, do you have the clip of the, the witch doctor that promo you did? I years do ago? not know. I do well, not. I was just noticing, uh, did you notice that Joey, our buddy that was back, he was uh, a tech guy. How would you describe what he did back at the old, uh, he was uh, an engineer, yeah. engineer, right? Yeah. Joey is in there. So yeah. she said, he's hi, hi, Joey. Welcome, hey, Joey. To, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell show. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, uh, there he is. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Joey's in the house. Yeah. Good to see you, Joey. So, Anyway, that's why I was saying that you could play that clip if you had it, because the stuff you were doing way back when yes. uh, to have a lot of fun <laughs> on the air. Right. The things that I would say related to the fact that we were accused of witchcraft and, you know, witch doctoring because I wasn't an allopathic pharmaceutical uh, um, flexion report medical school doctor, which I never claimed to be, by the way. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of wild. But something else, man. <clears throat> uh, Tucker's just nailing it, mm -hmm. and Hotez is getting nailed. Um, but you know, we were talking about this before the show. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, you know, the last thing we want to do is feed into the narcissism of of uh, Peter Hotez, right? Right. Right. Because uh, right now, I, I would have to suspect he's loving this. He's loving the attention because it, it, it he comes across, not that I know him personally, I can't diagnose him, you know, based on what I've seen, but I can speculate. Sure. And, and what I've seen is somebody who really, really, really wants to be on TV. I think he has Fauci envy. Mm. Um, he wanted to be the guy. Yeah. MSNBC seemed to be the one that had would, would bring him on the most, which doesn't oh, yeah. really say much about you uh, <laughs> when, when that's the outlet that will pay the most attention to you. But. Uh, I think that's what he wants. And you know, you know, he is going to be milking this situation with Joe Rogan and RFK Jr. as much as he can because he's got this new book coming out. And so he's going to play the victim. He's going to look poor me. Oh, I was accosted at my house. Some dude walked up to him, did it on purpose, of course, filmed yeah. it. But what did he do? He asked him a question. Yo, know, that's an assault on you at, at your home. Yeah, how dare you ask me? He's going to milk this for all it's worth to try and sell his book. And he's when it's victim. all said and done, victim, right? Yeah, when it's all said and done, mm -hmm. he's he's going to be just like the Hobbit that he looks like, and he's going to crawl back into his underground home and continue to go on webcam on MSNBC and and speak the bullet points. If you look yeah. at all the things that he said in these videos, God, what a bullet point thinking! You need to get the mask. You need to have the mask mandates. You know, By the you're, you're going to die if you don't get the vaccine. Remember the, <clears throat> the simple measurements I pointed out? If you have a mask, even an N95 or a KN95, <clears throat> does it filter out 
um, things as small as 120 nanometers, much less 10 nanometers in terms of what they claim the, the coronavirus is and or its spike protein component? No, never could you argue that that was possible. But he was arguing, you know, my gosh, this thing is aerosolized. It's going to spread in the thing. Six feet isn't enough. you got to be 17 feet away. And even then's not enough. The point is the mask never worked. It never could work unless you were in a hermetically concealed container with your own oxygen filtering out things to that level or degree. So tell me who's anti-science. If I could point this out as a renegade homeopath with a bad attitude, which I don't think I have a bad attitude as, as often as I used to. Not today. Uh, not today. Uh, and you point out the hypocrisy of the Hotezas of the world and the fact that everything they're accusing Bobby Kennedy of, they're actually the ones yeah, they should be looking in the mirror and saying, you know, that's what they're doing. Do you want to play this one clip with Dell Bigtree from The High Wire just to uh, hear about Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because yesterday we were like, hey, I wonder who, who they have on on The High yeah. Wire. Well, we should have known. It was Bobby Kennedy Jr. And here they are talking, kind of what uh, Tucker was talking about there about uh, the debate and whether it would happen or not. So you don't think he'll ever show up for this debate, even though we're pushing $3 million to any nonprofit he wants to give it to? You don't think he'll show up? No, I do not think he will debate. I don't think that he can survive a debate. I don't, I don't think he can survive facts, the facts. And, I, and it's not telling that I'm a good debater. It's just that I do know the facts and I can cite the sources and I also know any sources that he's going to cite. I know, you know, I have domain knowledge of this because I've been studying and I'm litigating it for so long. Uh, and I think that, you know, he is the, I, you know, years ago, I had about a 10 hour discussion on telephone, on my telephone, and many, many phone calls over several months with Hotez, with a, with a referee. Um, and it was supposed to be a prelude to a public debate. But in the end, he said, well, that he would like to debate, but that NIH was ordering him not to debate. I don't know if that's true or not. The weird thing was he wasn't even working for NIH. Uh, by NIH, maybe he meant Anthony Fauci or Francis Collins. I don't know. It's all speculation. I can only tell you what Peter Otez told me. He said he was not going to debate me because NIH had ordered him not to do so. Isn't that strange? That is interesting. I, you don't even work it? for them, and he's saying they, they're telling you don't do don't we we're forbidden from doing it. But really, you know, he's like, what is the motivation for telling somebody and it theoretically independent science who's not independent, but independent of the organization? How does they have authority over him? As he points out, maybe it was an Anthony Fauci directive. But even then. You have the freedom, Hotez, to, to go on the air and do it. But I think they know how weak their position is and how inept Hotez would be to engage in an actual debate, discussion, roundtable even. Something as innocuous as a roundtable discussion. It'd be yeah. embarrassing. He's but a useful idiot. Yeah. Really? He's a useful idiot, my opinion. Useful idiot, yeah. With a PhD, MD degree or something like that. He can get um, on there and spout the bullet yeah. points and the, and the talking points. Yes. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, look at what happened when he went on Joe Rogan and tried to freestyle yeah. on that show. It was a complete, it was a complete train wreck, you we know, lots of mileage out of that. Yeah. Now, as far as the accusations that we're the killers for, for, for talking about the things we talk about, for warning people about the dangers of that, which is approved by the fear and death administration, whether it be fully approved and licensed or an emergency use authorization, 
which we haven't had to apologize, I don't think, once for making a, a mistake all the way through the COVID thing. To my memory, I was more right uh, than ever because I've got a you know decades of track record, not only as a broadcaster, but as someone who's reviewed a lot of this information. And I don't claim to be smarter than anybody else. I've just had the diligence of digging deep and also engaging in interviewing with people that are, I mean, you want to get smart, hang out with smarter people than you. And many interviews I've done, including with the PhDs and MDs on many of these subjects prior to COVID, years, years prior, decades prior, in fact. And so the warnings we gave, we didn't have to go, oops, we were were wrong about that. In fact, as they say, I don't know anybody who regrets not getting the injection or injections. And anybody who has gotten them and is still alive, for the most part, goes, "Mm, maybe I should have thought a little bit more clearly, maybe I should have waited, maybe I should have paid attention to those who I thought were conspiracy theorists, kooks, nuts, uh, you know, dangerous people. But who are the dangerous people? I would argue Fauci, Walensky, Collins, Dr. Francis Collins. The Defender has an article acknowledging this by Peter McCullough, who's going to be there at the event in Loveland, Colorado, tomorrow, the 24th of June, for those of you listening to this show live on the 23rd of June. Uh, I'd love to see you there. We have it linked up in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. According to the Washington Examiner, emails obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request show that Dr. Rochelle Walensky of CDC and Dr. Francis Collins discussed breakthrough cases of COVID-19 in January 2021, but continue to tell the public that the vaccines that are not vaccines, but they're injections that would they, they would prevent transmission. So they knew not only that, of course, we've talked about the signals of uh, cardiac events happening in all age groups, but particularly younger males. We've talked to you about the aberrant breakthrough bleeding, the menstrual cycle stuff we talked with Dr. Naomi Wolf about, and I covered it before she was talking about it, not because I'm smarter or better. It just, you know, this is what we covered. We didn't wait for people to go, oh, yeah, that's that's right. But she's done amazing work as well in revealing that, that right at the beginning, they didn't even have in the parameters of the analysis of the test done on women of childbearing years of the aberrant response or alteration of the normal menstrual cycle, the healthy menstrual cycle that was being corrupted. And it's become so clear that they knew that as well even though they put the parameters of analysis to go, hey, I wonder how this is affecting the female cycle. How, how many layers of irresponsibility <clears throat> do you have to engage in that then go out to the world and say it's safe and effective? Who are the real criminals here? I would argue Hotez, Fauci, Walensky, Francis Collins, the mainstream media who bought hook, line, and sinker because they are bought to basically parrot the press releases or their directives as to what to say and or not say and or not interview people about unless you could somehow diminish their impact by calling them names, by ad hominem attacking them. Even people with high-level credentials of MD, PhD level, uh, you know, research scientist, heavily published, research granted, all of that. I don't know of anybody more so than Peter McCullough at this point hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles. He's, and it's like, it's hard to find a peer. Very few people have done that. And the things that he said and done now. And remember on the last uh, appearance on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the latest, if you will, that Peter McCullough had when we were in Boise, Idaho together. For those of you who criticized him because he wasn't thoroughly anti-vaccine, right? 
And of course, the term anti-vaxxer is a slur. It's an epithet. It's not something that in, in causes you to engage your critical thinking skills. It's used to try and help you dismiss without investigation those that are slandered with a label like that. <clears throat> Whether you're pro or against vaccines is irrelevant. The fact of the matter, the term anti-vaxxer has been broadened and expanded in the definition to include a questioning of even one vaccine on the schedule, much less the COVID vaccine, and a reluctance to believe it's a good thing to mandate any or all of them. You could be for them, supportive of them, but you're just against the mandate and you are an anti-vaxxer. So what meaning does that word hold except to dissuade you from engaging in information that's coming from unofficial sources, according to MSNBC, CNN, yes, even Fox News? our own government spokespeople, and the pharmaceutical industry that has purchased them. Fauci, Walensky, and Collins knew early on that mRNA injections were failing, but didn't tell the public. Who are the criminals? Who is responsible for all the ailments, illnesses, and deaths that were not caused by a coronavirus, but in fact, the fear of it, the gain-of-function stuff that they denied even occurring out of uh, Wuhan or even coming back to UNC Chapel Hill and the studies there before they, they offshored it. And then, again, the resulting mayhem, destruction, and death that has occurred, not because of a naturally occurring genetic sequence of amino acids, if you will, called a virus, but because of an engineering and weaponizing of whatever this is. Real or imagined, the weaponization eliciting the fear, causing people to roll up their sleeves, bend over, and take it because they were so afraid not to. And who's still arguing that this is a good thing? If it's a Democrat, it likely is more likely than a Republican, but if it's a Republican, they get the same treatment from me. This is not about partisanship. It's just an acknowledgement, unfortunately, as Bobby Kennedy has pointed out in his letter to liberals, a little 100-page book or so, points out the Democrats, the liberals, let's just say that, used to be defending defenders of freedom of speech, used to be defenders of science, and that is questioning the pharmaceutical industry that had conflicts of interest and promoting their drugs, their products, especially without liability. Where are they today? They have become the very thing that they abhorred or claimed to abhor. They are now also the party of war, more so than the Republicans, which used to be a party of war, uh, in the neocon early 20th century, 21st century, I should say that, more accurate. And they've taken the mantle from the, you know, the GWB, Bush, early, you know, post-9-11 uh, Patriot Act stuff. And they've worn it proudly and proclaimed anybody is not with us, is against us. Remember when GWB said that? Oh, the left went crazy. And rightly so. It's, an, you know, like, now they are GWB. How about that? Does that feel good to wear that mantle? If, if Trump came out for the war in Ukraine against Russia, if he said, I'm 100% in, how many of the political left would go suddenly, uh, we're not, we got to stop this thing immediately? How much of this is a reaction to somebody that you've been programmed to hate rather than sit back, contemplate, pray, listen, use critical thinking, cognitive uh, abilities and capacities to assess and analyze? without being programmed into an emotional rage that shuts down the higher functions of cognition, that turns on the animal brain, that makes you basically a delivery system for hate, fear, vitriol, 
on and on it goes and you become nothing more than a dangerous animal. Now the headlines will read Robert Scott Bell calls Democrats dangerous animals. <laughs> if, if you don't have context, you'll understand, uh, you won't understand what I'm saying. It could be for Republicans as well. When you react in hate, blind hatred and rage, that's what they call Trump derangement syndrome. It could be anything derangement syndrome. You're programmed into a reaction that is not of higher cognition and critical thinking skills, but a wounded animal in fight or flight operating in fear. And then you're willing and able to do horrible things to other humans and animals and or yourself in a suicidal uh, you know, uh, blind rage, you'll accept injections that if you were thinking critically, you would say, wait a second, what are they doing here? They're saying this, this, it based on what? Oh, and what are the study designs? Look, all the things we attempted or actually did on this show, pointing all of those things out, not in emotional rage, but in some level of, uh, of critical thinking skills intact, but it's not clickbaity. When you speak in terms of functions that are cognitively enabled, not disabled. Well, I want, I want to, I, I'm not getting the emotional feed food that I want. Oh, I got to feed that rage and that anger that MSNBC delivers you. To some degree, Fox delivered you when it came to the Hegelian dialectic. They couldn't handle Tucker talking about the things he's talking about with very, I think, amazing clarity. Even though he's come to the scene much later than we have. The water's warm. You're welcome. Glad you're here. Actually thrilled you're here. House Republicans, speaking of Republicans, uh, on the Hill is reporting that they're looking to aid the troops that were kicked out of the military because they refused the Pentagon's vaccine mandate. How interesting is that? Several Pentagon policies meant to protect troops penalized under Defense Department since repealed COVID-19 injection mandates have made its way into the House Armed Services Committee's annual defense policy bill. So they dismissed them, and now they're finding their way back in. I don't know what's going to happen, but the panel, which held its markup for the annual NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, adopted five separate GOP amendments on how to treat service members and military academy cadets, cadets kicked out for refusing the, the jab, the injection. Now, this doesn't get into issues of um, military-industrial complex, permanent states of war. That is a, an important distinction uh, when we talk about uh, a constitutional role for our military, our national defense, if you will. But suffice it to say, those guys and gals that are signing up and have you know gone in and got kicked out or were going through the military academies and were kicked out unceremoniously because they wouldn't become experiments for Fauci and Hotez and others. Do they, if we serve justice, everybody getting what they deserve, did they deserve to be kicked out? And can there be a correction now or is it too late? I don't know, but that's interesting. Again, it's something that you go, oh, darn it. You have to say, yeah, some Republicans right now are trying to do something good, something good. Another story here uh, to cover, it's in the show notes at robertscottbell.com if you'll check it out. It is about the those that have, well, sometimes you could say for no fault of their own. Maybe there's a, a genetic defect, although that would be an epigenetic defect caused by, you know, let's say various environmental triggers even prior to you, you getting here in terms of ancestral stuff. But they like to say that's genetic. 
uh, that you have a defect in an organ. And, and there's no other option. That organ has failed. We want to replace it. Now, uh, to some degree, you could go, well, what if it's a, a, a lifetime smoker who destroyed his or her lungs? Do they deserve to get on a list for a replacement lung, right, from somebody who died and donated their organs? I don't think there was a, a, an objection to that over the time that if, if they were on the list and, and, and they were able to rise up on that list to get a new organ, that people were protesting it outright or saying this shouldn't happen. But wasn't it interesting that in the COVID crazy few years we've been through, many people on the political left, again, the leftist that Bobby Kennedy wrote to, letter to liberals, that used to have some level of compassion for people, said, you know what, let them die. I think people like Keith Oberman, people like, uh, who's the late night host? Um, glasses. Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, but who's the other he guy? He did that- too, no, but he, was, he, he said the same thing. Yeah, and one of his monologues, he was like, "Vaccinated person coming in with a heart attack, come right yeah. on in. We got you covered. Unvaccinated person, you know, sorry, yeah, you, know, you get to die." But who was the other uh, late uh, CBS late night host? Uh, Stephen Colbert, right? Oh yeah, no. uh, he also was of that. He was of let him die. Like, wh- where is the liberal compassion in that? And and, and of course, it's you know, because the unvaccinated or the quote anti-vaxxers were largely made up of people that were more of a conservative leaning. So what is so it? So therefore, you their hatred of fellow man that believed they were, they were people who may have liked Trump or voted for Trump. Therefore, they would see them die. Let them die. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about liberal compassion, modern liberal compassion in that context, dude. Listen, that became evident. You remember when when Hillary was running? Uh, running, running, grunting, yeah, grunting, yeah. Grunting. Right. yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, what was it? Love Trump's hope. Love Trump's hope. They had these signs. Right. Love Trump's hope. Vote for Hillary Clinton because love Trump's. Yeah, whatever it was. I think it was. Wasn't it? Was it love? No, it isn't love, love Trump's, Trump's hate. hope. Love Trump's Trump's hate. hate. That's what yeah. it was. Right. Love Trump's hate. But who was in? And then was, after she lost, what did yeah. you see? Oh man. People in the streets, lighting stuff on fire, beating up people, throwing rocks at them. And it was just like, man, I never knew that love included so much arson and burglary. And yeah, yeah. Love Trump's hate. Unless, unless I lose the election, then never mind. Have we espoused overt hatred for people that believe differently than us politically or otherwise? I don't recall doing that. I do. I do know the line I draw is when somebody utilizes the government to force me to do something they want me to do. That is inject something into me or my kids. I think that's a line that you don't cross. And you violate the fundamental beyond life itself, the gift of choice or agency that was given to us by God. That's to me, a, a, a line in the sand that you cross. Now I don't have to be nice to you. You're not being nice to me. You're threatening my life, the life of my children. But what they are doing is institutionalizing the idea that if somebody believes different politically, that they deserve to die. Where's that? Again, you can't fit compassion into that, can you? Maybe in, in their sick, twisted minds, people like Hotez would try to argue that. But that's, again, that's, to me, where you've crossed over. And now it's not just a political difference. You, you are now threatening our very lives, much less our freedom to choose and, and more. So um, anyway, pretty intense discussion here, but rev- revealed in a very enlightening and 
in, in some in sometimes humorous way as, mm-hmm. as I was laughing a number of times watching the Tucker Carlson clips and the things that he referenced there. I love it. Just yeah. you gotta find I'm, humor. I'm a fan. Give me yeah. some Tucker Carlson, some Joe Rogan. I'm good. Yeah. By the way, uh, this story was about uh, a not injected Canadian who was refused a transplant. The compassionate uh, regime of of Trudeau. She had to come to America to find a hospital willing to perform the surgery. Yeah. Well, she yeah. found one. Yeah. And I think that's great news. Yeah. An Alberta woman, Alberta, and that's a that's a very conservative area. Yeah. They, in fact, they there's a movement in Alberta to become the 51st uh, state. Yes. Of yeah. the United States. But uh, she was from Al- Alberta. She did, took her off of a high priority organ transplant list for not receiving the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, found a hospital in the U.S. She was der- she was terminated or she was terminated. She was diagnosed with a terminal mm-hmm. illness in 2018 and told she would have to have an organ transplant. Otherwise, she wouldn't survive. Yeah. She was placed on an organ waiting list in 2020. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, yeah. we, I think we talked about this when it happened, but it oh, turns yeah, out did. she did yeah. find a hospital in the U.S. That's will great. not require her to be vaccinated. Um, it says here the testing is estimated to cost $100,000. And after Lewis finds a suitable transplant donor, the surgery will cost another half a million bucks. Wow. So it's not going to be cheap. No. But she what, now has the ability to do it. What price to save a life? Now, no. I would argue that outside of congenital defects, uh, there are a lot of things we can do in terms of diet, lifestyle, uh, you know, exercise, clean water, right? If you guys ha- don't have echo water, look for the hydrogen uh, that's dissolved into it. And we have echo technologies linked up. I think Superdome, we have a banner now. You guys could filter that water. and, and Upper right-hand corner. Yeah. Bring that good hydrogen into the mix. There are things that you can do in terms of antioxidant activity, supporting your immune system, the microbiome, the home for the microbiome that they don't teach about really much at all in medical school. So you can get the degree, as I call it, a medical degree, and come out and like, what can you do? I mean, I guess if you're a surgeon, you can do amazing things to save lives in in triage situations. But when we talk about the replacement of body parts, how many of those people that have worn them out did so in ignorance? Not those that just like, I smoked all my life. And I'm like, well, I don't know what happened to my lungs. Right. For instance, but not like that. Just, you just ate standard American diet. And you're like, oh, my organs are failing here and I need a replacement. How about looking to correct the diet and lifestyle that is more likely to result in organ failure over time? And that includes the idea that, well, thousands of years of recorded history in terms of natural healing, whether it be Ayurvedic, ancient Chinese type, uh, traditional Chinese medicine before communism, going back thousands of years, going back a couple of hundred plus years, homeopathy born out of the West, herbalism written about in the Bible, supplementing your diet, realizing that it has been made so deficient because of farming practices that in the absence of the vitamins, minerals, trace minerals that we need to survive, you now are over time becoming depleted to the point where dysfunction is inevitable. How severe it becomes is different for all of us because we have strengths and weaknesses. They're all different. Exposures at one level could kill a person. Another is like, I'm Rasputin. Nothing can kill me. You have to shoot. But the idea here is that all of these things are related. And if we would take the time to learn about the things we talk about, I talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, or they teach at Trinity School of Natural Health, Could we circumvent the need for a lot of allopathic interventions that are bankrupting 
any country that has put wholesale lock, stock, and barrel faith, (laughs) misplaced faith, in a system that looks to poison you back to health. And if they don't succeed in poisoning you back to health, then heck, they'll just remove body parts or things that are growing on body parts. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll find somebody to replace that body part because they died and gave you their organ. Which will also facilitate a permanent use of anti-rejection drugs, which are basically immunosuppressant drugs because your immune system is, you know, them going, hey, what did you put into me? Is that, you know, the standard of care? In most of the Western world, it is. Could we do better? Absolutely. Could Bobby Kennedy be open to that? Possibly. I think he might. We'll talk to him about that hopefully sometime soon. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick top of the hour break. I know it's an hour early, but our second hour begins momentarily. And we have a terrific, terrific lineup for hour two, including Dr. Deborah Muth from Trinity and more, talking about the business development. For those of you who like, I really have this desire to be a healer, right? I don't want to do drugs for people. I don't want to cut people. I want to teach them about diet and lifestyle, body, mind, and spirit connectivity. But can I really make a living doing that? Not only can you make a living doing that, you could support other people living, thriving, so when we come back from this break, uh, Deborah joins us. Deb joins us from Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. Also, upcoming events, we'll re- review some of those coming up. And uh, if we are fortunate on the way into the weekend, our friend from the 10th Amendment Center, Michael Bolden, might stop by as well. So thanks for being here. Please share the show. Sign up for the newsletter at robertscatbell.com and remind everybody else, like I remind you, as I remind me, the power to heal is yours. All right, y'all. If you're uh, catching the show live today, the 23rd of June, 2023, uh, we're an hour earlier than normal. This is our second hour. Normally, it's our first hour because I got to head out to where? Colorado. And we have the Naturally Inspired Health Summit, June 24th. And you still have time to get tickets and join us there. Go to naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. Joining me there will be Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Ben Tapper, and more. It's going to be amazing. And there are loads of other great events that if you can't uh, attend this one, Super Don's putting it up on the screen. There are more in the upcoming events tab, including the granddaddy of them all. I call it that the Health Freedom Expo, TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. That's happening mid-October. There you go. Super Don's scrolling down to that real quick, uh, as well as the Trinity Live event. And I would encourage you to look and plan for any or all of these events and become part of the Trinity family. And Really, the body, mind, spirit stuff we're talking about. There was a comment uh, here. Let me put this up on on uh, screen real quick uh, from Diane. She says, uh, from every direction, food, air, land, and water were being poisoned. Ugh. And I feel you, Diane, because it's true. There's no place you can go that is as pure as we would like it to be. The question is, what do we do? Do we give up? Do we say it's all too difficult? We're defeated? Or do we reconnect with the source of all healing and all wisdom? And that is God, creator, our divinity. As I've argued that 
the role of any doctor, teacher, healer is not to find the right remedy for you, but it is to remind you of your connection to the divine, that which guides us all in healing. And that's why body, mind, and spirit is so critically important to bring back into the healing arts and even sciences. And that's what's happening at Trinity School of Natural Health. Helping us to go more into that and then how you put it into a practical way to care for your body and your mind and your spirit and your economic livelihood as we need to be able to pay for a roof over our heads and pay for food, clothing, that kind of thing. Or maybe become skilled enough to produce all of that ourselves. That's okay too. From Serenity Healthcare Center and more, Deborah Muth, ND. Dr. Muth that joins us now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Deb, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you on board. And, you know, I know there's so much we can talk about with Trinity. And, and one of the things I've tried to emphasize is to help people know that this is not just a, <coughs> excuse me, oh, you sign up, you get this coursework, you learn some cool stuff, and now you can't do anything with it. Yeah. It's the absolute opposite. People are actually changing their lives, changing their careers, or those that are already in the healthcare field, expanding their ability to help people and bringing the, the joy of healing back to their hearts and yes, succeeding in business too. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, so many of my colleagues over the years have been graduates of Trinity. So it's an honor to be part of Trinity School today teaching business. Um, I've been in practice for over 20 years. Um, gosh, it's getting harder and harder to say that. <laughs> the age is creeping up. But um, but honestly, to say that I still love what I do today as much as I did when I started, and I'm just as excited today to learn new stuff. But I learned a long time ago that you can't do what you love to do unless you make money from it. And sometimes we're afraid to talk about that, and we don't think, you know, some people have money issues, and that's a, a completely different story. But we can help more people when we earn money from something or we take what we love to do and create a business from it. Mm -hmm. You know, sharing with friends and family is great. And I always suggest people do that. But the rewards you get from having a business around what you've learned from Trinity and you're putting these practices into place, whether you're doing an online school program or you're doing an in-office practice it is the most rewarding thing when patients say, gosh, without you guys, I wouldn't have my life back. And we hear those stories every single day. And it's not from the conventional things we learned how to do. It's all from the non-conventional world of things that we learned to do that's helped us heal our clients and our patients. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the thing about, I guess, maybe we've been programmed to believe in our lifetime in this, in the West, in America, where I am from, that the only way you could profit, if you will, or take care of your family in the healthcare field was to become a doctor or a nurse, allopathically trained. The Flexner yeah. Report of 1910, which I knew nothing about growing up, even though I had a desire to become a doctor because it was all the model I had. And I always wanted to help people get well because I suffered with my own ailments and illnesses. And I've told the story many times of my uncle, the medical doctor, who warned me not to become a doctor because I would be miserable. And I didn't understand what he was saying because he was miserable in it, not because he didn't like being a doctor, but because he had to respond to so much that was not involving the actual reason he got into medicine. And so to break free of the limitations of the, the licensed medical monopoly and still provide, or maybe for the first time, 
provide things that are uplifting to the health, the body, the mind, and the spirit. And again, to take that into a pragmatic, practical way and establish a business that can succeed and support yourself, your family, and many others, in fact, as you've done in creating, I, I don't know if I can argue, can you say multi-million dollar businesses? I mean, you've done incredibly big stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely possible. And you know, 20 years ago, if you would have said you could have a multidiscipline integrative practice that's making multiple millions of dollars and helping people and doing it for the right reason, they would have looked at us and laughed. Today, it's so different. There's many practices like mine making multiple millions of dollar figures and doing it the right way, still loving and caring for their patients and doing what's in the best interest of the patients, not just taking their money and not giving them quality or value, Mm -hmm. but somebody who's truly giving them what they need. Um, And it's a win-win for both people. So in, in this industry of natural medicine, there's so many opportunities to have a business, whether it's creating an herbal line of supplements and having an herb store or having an online telehealth program, having a coaching program where you're just walking alongside somebody and teaching them what you've learned. So many people don't even know how to go to the grocery store and find the whole food aisle. You know, they don't know what a whole food is anymore. We don't teach that in school anymore. Um, So there's so many opportunities that are low hanging fruit, as you would call it, things that you could get into easily and things that are much bigger scale. Deb, I think about all the, you say 20 years, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I look at me, it's my 24th year broadcasting, almost 30 years as a homeopath. I'm like, you know, that's getting crazy how long that's been. But I look at the changing environment for business per se, and we recognize the government has not been a friend to natural healing, natural medicine. So uh, the success you've achieved or any of us have achieved has happened despite obstacles thrown in our path and our way to do the things we're doing. Although I have to say that the trends of course are clear that even the medical doctors are trending toward natural medicine and what they call integrative medicine, mm-hmm. but they're having to learn it outside of their medical school curricula that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or got loans for that to come out, to be in debt, to do, you know, things that they're like, well, the stuff I learned, I'm not, I don't even want to do anymore. I want to do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm encouraging the allopathic profession to come on over to Trinity school and learn the things they didn't learn there as well. But you've succeeded despite all of that prior to this more open, even though, again, I'm not saying it's easy to do what we're talking about here, but certainly there's more demand than ever before for the things that you have learned even at Trinity and others are learning there uh, so that you're coming into an environment where there is demand and more demand by the day. Then it's a question of what framework can you come out depending on where you are to succeed, to not be hobbling along because you're afraid to succeed because there's a lot of regulatory hurdles. So what can you tell us about, for instance, the coursework? There's a, a Trinity's Wellness Business Essentials. I mean, I'm sure that's a big part of this to help people navigate where they are to succeed. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, when I started out, much like you, all of us alternative people kind of slid under the radar. We didn't really want anybody knowing we were doing this because we were afraid they were going to come for our licenses. And and that terrain has changed a little bit today. It still exists in some places, luckily not, not every place. But in, in the wellness business program, what we talk about is the things that nobody has ever taught any healthcare practitioner, and that's how to run a business. Even if you come out of medical school, medical school or nursing school, nobody ever teaches business. How do I start a business? How do I write a business plan? 
How do I know who my ideal client is? Do I choose an LLC or an S corp or do I become a C corp or do I need an accountant or a tax attorney? Or None of this stuff is taught to us um, as entrepreneurs. And many of us start a business not knowing any of this and we succeed or fail by trial and error, right? And what we want at Trinity is for people to not have to fail by trial and error. We want you to have the tools that you need so you know what business structure you should start. You know who you need on your team of business. Do you need a CPA, a tax accountant, a web designer, um, a marketing person? What kind of marketing are you going to do? Are you going to do social media? Okay, well, what platform are we going to use? There's so many opportunities there. And I have a student in my class right now, and she's like, I have a business degree. And she's like, my head is spinning with your class. And it's because we're using the tools that really matter in the day to day to move a business forward. Not the fluff about business. It's what action do you take today to grow your business every single day from here until the end of time of you not wanting to run a business anymore. Deb, do you see a pattern of uh, behavior or belief about holistic practices, whether they're licensed or not, because I'm not a big fan of licensure. You know, I don't have time to go into that, but when they come into these business programs, like the class that you're helping help to develop at Trinity, do you see a common pattern of what people are having to overcome or they're all so strangely isolated in beliefs about it? Or is there any commonality of people coming in going, these are the things I see all the time and it's so easy to overcome. Yeah. I say the commonalities of this is, thinking of who your ideal client is and thinking of your ideal client differently from a marketing business strategy versus I want to work with, you know, diabetes or autism or hormones. That's what you want to do. But understanding who your ideal client is, where do they hang out? What do they do? What do they read? What problems do they have? That's a little deeper issue. And a lot of people haven't quite figured that out yet. And when you've mastered really knowing intimately who your ideal client is, it makes doing business so much easier because it takes away all the concerns of what program do I offer? Mm -hmm. What services do I run? How do I market? Where do I market? Who do I market to? Because once you know where they hang out and what they do and their problems, you've got all the answers to tell them because you have their solutions. You just don't know how to format it so that they're listening and they're hearing. But you can do that very easily. So that's a big one that we work through a lot in the program. Um, and then the other one I would say is figuring out what kind of program do you want to offer? Um, is it going to be online? Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be a hybrid? Is it going to be one-on-one? Is it going to be a group? And a lot of people haven't thought that far through. And once you start putting pen to paper and designing what you want that program to look like, and in our class, hearing what other students have already thought through makes the other students start to think, oh, I didn't think about that. That's a good idea. Well, why can't I do that? And everybody starts learning from each other and sharing from each other. And it's really an awesome group to be part of. So the uh, online, of course, nature of a lot of the Trinity programs, it also involves the option of, and most people will do this, some level of interactivity, whether it be electronically support and a community that, that grows and develops from that and or the Trinity Live event, which is another way to get together and learn these things, including business stuff. And of course, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo tie in all the different ways that Trinity is providing a learning environment without having to go into massive amounts of debt or to up, upheave your life to go to a place and be there for a number of years to get this 
uh, practical and pragmatic training that you can utilize almost instantaneously. Absolutely. It's so nice because you can do this on your own time, in your own lifestyle. You know, it's easy to do. It's not like you're going to dedicate, you know, 20 hours in person somewhere to do it. it. It's so flexible for people to do it. And we have this interactive learning where we can, you know, I can log in at midnight and talk to a student if I need to. They can log in at 5 a.m. Somebody else can log in at two in the afternoon. It's just so flexible for them to get this business knowledge. And I'm constantly interacting and giving them my knowledge and expertise. So if I see a student that wants to do something, but they're struggling, they don't know how, I'm going to give them my expertise and say, hey, this is what I've seen in the industry over this period of time, you might want to actually think about this, this, or this, as well as what you're doing. So they're getting my expertise along with all of their students' expertise at the same time. Super Don, if you could show on screen the uh, particular course we're talking about, Wellness Business Essentials, uh, now taking enrollment for the August 7th, 2023 class starts. So you can plan ahead. You've got plenty of time, but uh, call enrollment specialist at 800-428-0408, option number two, or just go to the link in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. And this is uh, teaching you the business building strategies to systematically develop a practice and increase profits, learning the steps to transition from idea through launch and well into practice life. Everything from pricing to marketing and policies and procedure will be discussed. So no longer does it have to be trial and error that you're you're on your own, right? You get information, you become knowledgeable about how to genuinely help people and you have no earthly idea what to do to put it into practice and become a, a successful business that works in freedom, right? Not coercion, deception, or monopoly, but because you know some things that are helpful to others and you know you know that, then how do you reach them? How do you succeed? Do you work with other uh, uh, doctors and, and licensed allopaths and chiropractors? I mean, what do you see, Deb, about the interactivity versus a standalone, hang your shingle and you're on your own? There's a little bit of mix. What's happening there? There is a nice mixture between chiropractors, integrative medical doctors, nurse practitioners, nurses, naturopaths. So we work with any discipline. And I actually do one-on-one coaching as well with new integrative practitioners who are still learning and they don't have a mentor. So they have all these alternative labs and they don't know what to do with them. And they're like, gosh, what, what supplement company do I use? What product do I give? How long do I give it? How much do I give? And so we work alongside of those on an individual coaching program as well. So you can have that integrative medical side of things as well as the business side of things. And we support them all across the board. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, are, are you going to be teaching anything at Trinity Live this year uh, on the business side of things? Because getting together. And I know that even if you're not, there's a lot of discussion that happens because when the students and graduates get together, mm-hmm. this is kind of the organic conversation that comes up. How are you doing? What are you doing? So there's this, again, a real family community that develops through the program. But uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things they could learn at either of these events coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not teaching at Trinity Live as of yet on the calendar, um, but definitely at Trinity Live, getting to meet your peers and know from them and, and talking to them and figuring out what's working for them, what's not, sharing ideas, that's where we learn so much and we grow and we make those connections that are lifetime connections. And we need colleagues to support us. We need a lifeline call, right? Can I get my lifeline? I've got a problem with something. I need somebody to call today. Who's going to be able to pick up the phone? you want to build that. So with Trinity Live, you're going to be able to make those connections that are going to last a lifetime to help you grow your business and care for people. 
Very cool. By the way, uh, in addition to the business class that we've been talking about with Deb, that's starting up August 7th, you can sign up now and between now and that time. And we have links to that. Uh, in general, just all the programs uh, happening in 2023, almost 750 new students have come on board. And and again, wide variety of backgrounds from people that are lay people to start in the health coaching program, all the way to people who are already medical professionals wanting to go, I need to learn this stuff because my patient population is demanding it and they're going to go elsewhere unless I do it. And so there's a lot of things that are happening. They're enrolling now for the CNHP program and CHHP program for the July 10th, 2023 term. That's coming up sooner. Again, those links are up uh, by going to trinityschool.org. There's also a, a virtual race coming up, which is a lot of fun to enter. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, doing a little bit every day for the month. And also that helps raise money for the Wendell Whitman Memorial Scholarship. For those that need a little bit of help economically, they're starting out uh, maybe at a deficit or a little bit more challenged. And yet you'll be shocked, I think, when you find out how inexpensive these programs are relative to what you will learn and how you can benefit because now you have the backstory and the front story of the business knowledge you'll get as well. Uh, so in addition to uh, supporting the virtual race, uh, the I want to remind you of the virtual Trinity Health Freedom Expo. That's going to happen in, I believe, February of 2024. So if you can't for any reason, I'm not giving you an excuse not to, join us at the Health Freedom Expo October 14th and 15th outside of Chicago at the uh, uh, Tinley Park Convention Center. And for those of you who want the Trinity Live event, that's it's kind of combined the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, or it's like, yeah, so something like that. Yes. Four days uh, you could spend and had a, good, a great discount to do all of it. Um, there are amazing things that happen there. You will develop lifelong friendships. They'll be like new family for you. And I'm telling you, it, it's exciting. I can't wait every year. It's so exciting to get together, uh, to be part of the Trinity family, a student, graduate, whatever. And now with the, uh, the training in business for those of you who are, who are reluctant, cause you say, I, I spent, even though it's not going into massive debt for most people to do this, you still want to say that on the other side, I'm actually going to regain and do even better with what I've invested in. And again, that's what I've always wanted for people. And, uh, you know, having you on board to do this class makes it all the more practical and pragmatic and real for people. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, it, once you have the tools and the knowledge to help people heal, it's the next step to put it into a business practice. Whether you want to make $1,000 a month or you want to make $100,000 a month, it doesn't matter. The business tools are the same. It's just how much do you want to scale? And our business program can help you scale at any place where you're starting and any place in between and anywhere that you want to go. And so it's an exciting time to see so many different students with so many different ideas and people just wanting to go all over. I love the class and I love hearing the students every week share their ideas with us. We've got some incredible people here in the world that are going to do amazing things, helping people heal and have better lives. And and the sad thing is our communities need it more than ever because of the illness out there. But boy, we've got some powerhouses coming out of Trinity and they're going to hit the floor running and help a lot of people. We can regain our country back to a health level that we we believe in. Um, and we've got the people now to do it. Well, we, and I've said that even 10 years from now, with all the people coming through Trinity, we may, may not have enough people to meet the demand. Yeah. So for those of you who are worried are there going to be people that will actually come to see you? Yeah, if you know your stuff, you're in it for all the right reasons, and then you have the business acumen that Deb will help you develop with the coursework, yes, you will succeed. And it, you might have to 
you know, take a stick and go, wait, too many people back off <laughs> because when you can do, can you help people, but in body, mind and spirit to get well, as opposed to having a model of disease management, uh, mm-hmm. there will be more people than you'll know to, to, to be coming to you over the years. So if you've been even thinking about it a little or dreaming about it, um, there's a way to make that happen. Now, you also have the Serenity Healthcare Center in the midst of all of this. You're still doing that? Yeah, I still practice uh, four days a week seeing clients here in the Midwest. We're in Wisconsin, and I have four other practitioners that work with me. Um, one is a Trinity grad as well, and my daughter just enrolled in Trinity. I I discouraged her as well from going into nursing <laughs> and, and just... <laughs> Just the right to the natural stuff. And uh, we have a great team of people here. We are the medical detectives of the Midwest. If people have a problem that no one's been able to help them figure out why they don't feel well, Mm -hmm. we are the ones that help them find those answers and dig through and work with them to create a plan of care that works best for them. Beautiful. I love the fact that your daughter's now following up on that. And um, we have nothing against nursing. In fact, we've got many friends and fans of the show that are in nursing, but they're also looking similarly to say, how do I get out of the trap that I'm in? And I've been encouraging them to look into Trinity and uh, many of them are. And it's just a, a wonderful thing to see them succeed and thrive and, and, and find that joy that brought them into the nursing profession, for instance, mm-hmm. much less the joy that doctors got that when they thought they were going in to help people and they found out it was a trap in many cases and they're not enjoying it. Like my uncle, my dearly departed uncle, who was a physician, said, you know what, this is not as, as what you think it is, right? So the ability to... to Live those dreams. If you're into healing and natural medicine, or if, if you didn't even consider natural medicine, realize that's where everything's going. They can try and force you to take these drugs and shots, but it's causing more people to go, uh-uh, no more. You saw how absurd the things we had to cover in the first hour, things have gotten. Do you wait around and figure, well, maybe somebody in government and will figure it out? Or do you go, you know what? I think I figured this out. I'm going to now, I'm going to go out and do this. And I'm going to meet the demand that's there or try because it may exceed your anybody's ability to meet the demand that is waking up to realize there is a demand for what we're doing, what you're doing, what Trinity School of Natural Health is teaching others to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a sobering statistic. I heard somebody talk about that 85% of the American population is just getting by in their health. They're not thriving. They don't feel amazing every day. They're literally just getting by. And there's some staggering statistics out there that almost 50% of our population is going to be disabled soon. Um, and, and that's a scary thing. I mean, people need to have their life so feeling good and being able to do what they love. So when we think that there won't be enough people that need us, there's going to be more people that need us, like you said, mm-hmm. more and more and more. And and we have to be the people that don't judge about things that happen. We just need to help them get better. They made decisions with information they had at the time. Now they have new information. Let's just move forward and help heal people so that we can have the amazing world that we want to have. And that's thriving and beautiful, functioning people that get to do what they want to do in life and help others. Beautiful. Dr. Deborah Muth, certified naturopathic doctor. Uh, you have your website. We have linked up as well directly, uh, serenityhealthcarecenter.com, as well as trinityschool.org for the coursework we've been discussing. Uh, I can't wait to see. Uh, hopefully at the Trinity event, you can you can be there as well. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah. So we got a lot more awesomeness happening. And you guys, uh, again, oh, man, 
Deb, thank you for what you're doing, really, to make that pragmatic, practical, and success. I would like to say inevitable because you've had enough experience to teach others that here's the path. You can do this. They can do this. This is easy. It, it just takes a little bit of planning and having somebody walk by your side and encourage you and show you the way. And and you can do this. Trust me. If I can build this business with no business knowledge, when I started, you guys can do this. All right, Deb. Thanks for being on board. Shout out to everybody, the family at Trinity School of Natural Health for their support of health, freedom, and healing liberty. And do everybody please plan to be at the Trinity School of Natural Health's uh, Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And that's at TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com as well. Deb, again, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. Great, great way to transition in the weekend. If you guys have been thinking about it, praying on it, whatever, of like, I want to tr- change my life. I want to help others to change their lives and empower them. There are ways to do that. And you won't have to fumble around in the dark. Their, their roadmaps and pathways have been established and they're getting better all the time. And I'm grateful to bring that good news to you. So again, links are up in the show notes as well at robertscatbell.com as always. And I thank you for being here. By the way, our uh, uh, upcoming Zoom AMA, that's the Ask Me Anything for our patron supporters, is July the 1st. It's a Saturday. Uh, That's going to count as our June one because we couldn't find a weekend that was open to do it. Uh, And then we'll have another AMA later in in the month of, of July as well. Uh, we do have the, uh, a number of events coming up, including the RSB Family Union. In fact, Super Don, if you don't mind, just uh, let's go to the upcoming events tab, and I'll just run through those real quick for those that are new to the show, don't know what's coming up. Uh, I, I see we got some questions coming through the chat room as well. Uh, uh, brittle bone question, uh, holistic remedies. Yeah, I'll be happy to talk about that in a moment. Uh, here we go. So tomorrow, the 24th of, of uh, June, for those of you watching or listening live today to the 23rd, uh, it's the Real Solutions for Healthy Living, Naturally Inspired Health Summit in Loveland, Colorado. Dr. Peter McCullough, Ben Tapper. Uh, man, it's an awesome lineup. Uh, Mickey Willis, looking forward to seeing you all there. Then the next event, I can't believe how fast this is coming up. I got to get on it. The RSB Family Union, July 14th through 16th. And that is uh, in uh, Southwest Missouri. And we had uh, Leslie on just the other day talking about it. You can click on the link and or scan the code and get there find out how to participate. It's going to be amazing. Um, there'll be food. There'll be pie. Did I mention that it's going to be organic pie? If, if you get to it before I do, there'll be some organic pie for you. And we've got the schedule starting to come together now, as you can see there, a great weekend of events that are occurring there. Thanks to Leslie. Uh, then uh, beyond that, we've got other events coming up. Uh, the Red Pill Expo, is oh, wait by the way this i i overlooked the maho summer splash that, that's a big event for the natural products industry the health food stores in columbus ohio and that's coming up the weekend of the uh tw- what is it 21st through 23rd on the, on the 21st of july i will also be speaking a public event at whitaker's farm market and you guys in ohio you can find it it's outside of columbus by about 45 minutes and i look forward to seeing you there friday night and then the rest of the weekend uh, is happening there in Columbus. Then we've got the Red Pill Expo in August, Des Moines, Iowa, 12th and 13th. Uh, G. Edward Griffin, by, by the way, shout out to Bob Reorn again from Folium, keeping G. Edward Griffin strong and, and, and happening. And you can click on that banner for foliumpx.com, get the code RSB10, use it, 10% off. You can get the Folium products, including Folium Immuno, Folium Relax. And uh, if you're stuck, if you've hit a, a, a ceiling, you're not sure where to go, Integrate the folium right away and you will break through. That's going to be happening. Cancer Control Society's 48th annual cancer convention. It's Labor Day weekend. Glendale, Hilton Hotel, Glendale, California. 
Um, Frank Cousineau, my buddy, we're going to get him on the show along with Bobbery because uh, Frank also believes in and utilizes the Folium products. And so a shout out to Frank and the gang from the Cancer Control Society. And then uh, beyond Labor Day, we've got the big Biomed Expo, September 14th through 17th in Las Vegas at Alexis Park All Suite Resort. And uh, you check out biomedexpo.com. We've got an uh, email blast going out so you guys can get tickets, hopefully in the next day or two, so you can see that. We want to get advanced uh, planning for that event. Uh, so very exciting. Then the 8th Annual Your Health Freedom Gala and Symposium. That's uh, early September, the 6th and the 7th. Uh, if you can't make that Pittsburgh PA, I don't have this up yet, but our friends at nutritional frontiers are hosting a great symposium in Pittsburgh at the same time. Then we have, as I mentioned already, the health freedom expo, October 14th and 15th, just prior to that at the same place, Tinley park convention center, the Trinity live event. So plan to be there 12, 13, 14, 15. It's going to be amazing. And then our first event scheduled for November, the third, fourth, and fifth. Thanks to doctors, Terry and Stu Warner, the master plan for raising healthy kids and adults. There's going to be a, a, a holistic film festival as well, and you can register at wellnessparenting.info, including CMEs and CEs uh, for health professionals at that event. So there's a lot going on, and there'll be more added to the mix as we carry on. Yes, I, I mentioned yesterday briefly that uh, Healing Strong has an event, I think, well, I, I, I can't remember now, but Healing Strong is going to have an event in Houston, Texas uh, sometime in there as well. So there's a lot more happening and stay in touch with us by signing up for the newsletter at robertscottbell.com. There'll be a pop-up that opens and you just enter your email address and we'll keep you informed in addition to this show. So thanks for being here. Now, uh, Yvonne, uh, has a question about <clears throat> brittle bones. Look at this. Some simply, uh, it says brittle bones, holistic remedies. Okay. These are one of, this is one of the easier questions we get. And I and and I'm not belittling or making light of this issue. It's very real. But the the restoration of uh, skeletal integrity uh has been made um very toxic and poisonous by the allopathic pharmaceutical profession. You know, as they talk about Boniva and Fosamax, that stops the breakdown of bone tissue. And then their theory is if it doesn't break down, then it stays strong. The sad truth is that when you don't allow for the normal breakdown of bone tissue for its then regeneration, if you have adequate mineral content in your body, you actually end up with a very brittle bones and abnormal growth of bones because there's not a normal breakdown and replenishment allowed, which happens at every age, even our elder years, if, and I say this if, you use your skeletal system. That means you got to move it. And for some of you that are dealing with very brittle bones, then utilize the lower impact options, you know, whether it be on a, a personal trampoline, right? Those mini tramps or uh, uh, in a pool where they do these water aerobics things. So you can bounce with less gravity. That would be a profound improvement already in movement and, and challenging to the skeletal system. But from the standpoint of replenishment of minerals, over the years, I've told this story how the 100% whole food form of silica or silicon was integrated into my mother's uh, condition. She had, I don't know, it was 10, 15 years ago now, she had called and said she got a bone scan and they said she had osteopenia. I think she was in her 70s at that point. And uh, that's the, the beginning phases that leads to what they call osteoporosis. And I was like, mom, you got to get on the Alta Silica. We get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. 
And you can use the code RSB5 to get a discount. So choose to be healthy.com. The Alta Silica, when you are in need, like when you have brittle bones already, then it's a loading phase of three tablets four times a day. Now, my mom went, whoa, that's a lot. That's too much. I'm like, mom, you've got to be dedicated to get that silica in you again, or else how are we going to repair it? This is not a drug deficiency. This is a mineral deficiency. And too much emphasis has been placed on calcium when there's plenty of calcium, often too much calcium, and calcification is taking place because the lack of other minerals that allow for a utilization of calcium, much less iron, which is also important in in strong, healthy bones. But in the absence of another mineral, copper, iron can become toxic and inflammatory. So in addition to the silica, three tablets, four times a day, I would now have you on, if this is for you, Yvonne, the bioactive copper hydrosol, the sovereign copper, one tablespoon, three times a day to greatly accelerate connective tissue integrity restoration. Now, some would say, well, what about zinc? Well, zinc has been taken to uh, oblivion in some cases so much that it's depleted copper. And without copper, zinc, yes, is a regenerative mineral, but it creates aberrant growth like bone spurs in the absence of copper. Copper manages the utilization, appropriate utilization for regenerative impact on the connective tissue. Zinc, copper manages zinc. So do not neglect the copper if you're not eating liver every day or taking some form of supplements. But even if you are, the rapid regeneration or replenishment of copper by the bioactive copper hydrosol, the sovereign copper. And we have links in the show notes at robertscottbell.com to get discounts. You can get that also from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Uh, so hopefully that's helpful to you, Yvonne. Um, remedies like Rus Toxicogendron, Ruda. There are many remedies homeopathically that address skeletal issues and inflammation. But suffice it to say, we still need the minerals. You know, you can use uh, uh, calc carb, calc phos. Cal- calcium in various forms is also helpful in a homeopathic form. Uh, and some of the Schussler cell salts include that. Uh, so I just throw that out for your consideration as well. Now, Super Don, I, I see a message from uh, our, our friend Michael Bolden. He says he's back in the office, but he's he needs to do some decompression and stretching tragedy. So why can't yeah, he do that he while not, he's on the he show? He will not be with us today. Why cannot he do that on the show? Multitask. What is up with that? Well, what is that, like hanging upside down or something? Yeah, he can do the show upside down. <laughs> I think I have no problem with that. All right, he'll do it upside down as soon as you do it upside down. I, I don't have the thing to hang upside down. Oh, I, I see. Convenient. I try it. Yes, I see. All right, Bolden, if you're watching and listening, even if you can join us for 30 seconds before the end of the show or in the, the short bonus round today. 30 uh, seconds, those, huh? Yeah, for those of you who haven't figured it out, we started the show an hour early today because I have to head out to the airport and head out to the uh, event in the Ins- Naturally Inspired Health Summit in Denver. Well, not, it's north of Denver by about an hour. Uh, Loveland, Colorado, and that's happening the 24th. So um, if, you, if you're like, well, how come you're going to end after this hour? Well, it's because we started early. And if you missed the first hour, dude, it was amazing. We played a lot of Tucker Carlson clips related to Peter Hotez and Bobby Kennedy. And I think you'll enjoy the commentary and you'll want to share it uh, in addition to what what's happening out there. So that was fun as well. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other announcements or questions coming through? I saw that one from Yvonne. That's why I wanted to get to that right away. Um, Dude, is it just me or is it weird that Caitlyn Jenner is on Fox News all the time? Well, tell me what what aspect of that is weird. Well, she always comes on to talk about the fairness in women's sports. She's defending women's sports, isn't she? I just think it's weird weird that Caitlyn Jenner is like 
Wait, Fox News it, contributor now. Is Caitlyn Jenner the same that was a Bruce Jenner? Yes. Okay, so that so he did go transgender, yeah, and totally. yet he is supportive of women uh, uh, athletes protecting the integrity of women's sports by not allowing men to pretend to become. Now, first off, you said he, she. Did I? Did I? What do they call that? You Dead misgendered naming? Caitlyn I misgendered. Jenner. I think Caitlyn Caitlyn Jenner. Can it. Yes. Um, um, I I respect Caitlyn who entered this as an adult. Caitlyn Jenner, I guess, is what a conservative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, politically conservative, which is makes it's he, a, her, she, him, yeah. uh, they, them, an enemy of uh, the transgender ideology, which may not be, uh, let's say, adopted by everybody that went transgender, including Caitlin, who goes, you know what, uh, I, I, I used to be a man, right? Now I'm pretending to be a woman, whatever, but you have an advantage in a male body, even if you do the surgery that women don't have in many sports. So it, it destroys the integrity of women in sports, the ability to exceed and succeed. It's a, yeah, it's a big topic right now. You've got that yeah. Riley Gaines. That's doing a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of interviews and hearings and testimonies. Well, where are the feminists out there defending women and women to exceed in athletics? They've got to compete against men head to head. Now I, I acknowledge, you know, in this 57-year-old body, Super Don, I didn't win the challenge of the week, my favorite one, which is the the, the max-out challenge all nine rounds, because a woman who is 40, I believe she's 40, she beat me by, I don't know, a few dozen reps over the course of nine rounds. I'm not upset by that. She's 17 years younger than me, but the fact is we're not, it, we're not going to Olympic-level caliber competition, but I, uh, you know... I will say that if I was 40 and she was 40 and I have the health that I have, could I do? Yeah, I could. In fact, I could probably do better than I did, but I wasn't that motivated and nobody was yelling at me because, you know, with the cardio miracle that I do, dude, I'm telling you the challenge is to get me to the yellow zone now in terms of fitness. But at the same time, again, I, I don't want to compete against women, you know, age to age, right? You know, within the similar setting, I've got an advantage in many ways, even though I agree women, their lower bodies are often stronger than mine. That's not hard to do, but I can now kick. I can kick. I'm not, I'm not as weak as I once was. My tushy muscles will work with the kicking, you know, that I couldn't do before, but it's taken some time to develop that strength. But I still uh, think it's highly unfair. And I use that term very seriously in this specific case to women to have to compete with men in sports, even though the men are complaining or let's say proclaiming to be women because of transgender surgeries or other endocrine blocking drugs, they still have the muscle mass and strength that not typical of women, unless they're from East Germany in the 1970s, but that was induced artificially too. That was women becoming men but still saying they're women. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that's another thing to discuss. I just thought it was just interesting. Yeah. I looked over and there's Caitlyn Jenner yeah. on Fox News and Caitlyn yeah. Jenner's on Fox News quite a bit. All right. Here's an article, another uh, Republican article, I guess. This is from, where was this from originally <clears throat> published? Because it went, was this all Washington Post? Mm-hmm. GOP, Biden violated First Amendment by pressing big tech on COVID misinfo. Now, why why should the GOP be the ones pointing this out? Where are the Democrats going? We support freedom of speech, even if it's a speech we agree with. That's, of course, a failing of partisanship, if you will. 
where you put party politics above what is right, what is constitutional. Of course, that happens on both sides of the political aisle. I'm not delusional about that. But right now on the on the on the uh, issue of freedom of speech, it's flip flopped over the my lifetime to where it used to be conservative Republicans. They were after your freedom of speech in certain ways. And uh, well, it turns out now it's the Democrats that don't like your freedom of speech and want to abolish it. So uh, at a House hearing, Republicans renew their claims that the White House coerced social media companies to suppress conservative views. It's it's more than just look. We saw this happening in real time. Yeah, and and we uh, fall victim to that mm-hmm. to a certain degree ourselves. Oh yeah, we've been we've been uh, censored. We've been yeah. deplatformed still. And, and um, I think at the time we said all along that you know every time that we would see something like this happening, we mm-hmm. knew it was wrong. Yeah, we knew it was a violation of of, of the Constitution. Yep. Uh, and we also knew that eventually most of these case these situations would go to court, and if they did go to court that they would win. Mm-hmm. But at the time the agenda was let's shut it all down. And there was, there was, I know there was more than one uh, example there where even going all the way up to the, the white house, mm-hmm. they even admitted, yeah, you know, this probably wouldn't stand up in court, but you know, we're, we're going to do it because by the time it ends up going to court, yeah, we'll have we will have accomplished yeah. what we set out to accomplish, which right. was silencing people. Yeah. And, and they did, they, so, they won the short game, the long yeah. game. No, I mean, there's no way because there's no way it would stand up in court, but the damage is done, unfortunately. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at this, uh, even though they won, they won the battle, they did not win the war because they exposed themselves mm-hmm. immensely yeah. as being people that didn't care about the Constitution, people that uh, you know were, were being shysty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why people don't respect these people anymore. It was, it's the reason why somebody like Peter Hotez is just a dumbass <laughs> because he's, he's trying to, he's, he's doing the same thing, repeating the same mistakes mm-hmm. that they, re, that they, they did over the last three years. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't work. Don't like RFK. People want to know why. Yeah. So what are they going to do? He's a threat to democracy itself. Right? Just, yeah. Just, just over. And, and you know what? Yeah. One of the, uh, uh, Tucker used a term I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. In one of those clips, he was talking about how they beclowned themselves. <laughs> be clowned themselves. Be yeah. clowned. I had to look that up. I'm like, that's not a real word, is it? Be but it clown. is. Be clown. To beclown your, your something or something that gets beclowned, it's made a fool of itself. Yeah. I love that word. Definitely. Beclowned themselves. And it's yeah. true. They did. They beclowned themselves. And yet, what are they doing? They're still trying to do it. They're still trying mm-hmm. to censor people. Yes. Once again, uh, the, let's look at history. When in history were those doing the censoring, the good guys? It's true. And it, was, it, was, it, was, it was conservatives at one time. Yes, it was. We've talked about that. Now, I want to delineate once again, because sometimes the people on the left are not thinking critically. Well, that never happens. Uh, and they'll say, well, what about these uh, conservatives that want to ban uh, certain uh, uh, books or or, or, or uh, how about transvestite dancer or whatever the thing is, right, for yeah. kids in libraries? Yeah. I'm like, dude, protecting children from age-inappropriate material is not the same thing as censorship. Sure. And, and they, they always, you know, in terms of the, the mainstream media narrative, is like ignore that. Right. Calling for protection for children to not be hypersexualized before they're of the age of majority is not censorship. 
And that's where the left gets it wrong when they, you know, and maybe we go back and revisit some of the claims of censorship against the political conservative right. Maybe there were some people that were just doing that. And I know there were other people that were more zealous in trying to ban it for adults too. That's, you know, a different story, but uh, you know, that's a, again, another aspect to the reality of censorship. It's on either side. It's bad. Now, this is interesting. Talk about interesting. Fox News is hosting an opinion piece by Bernie Sanders. Yes, socialist Senator Bernie Sanders has an op-ed at Fox News. The headline reads, The Greed of Big Pharma Cannot Continue. Why? What is he talking about? He says, I don't even know that we even need to read the article. We don't? Just the fact that it's a Bernie Sanders opinion piece on Fox News is enough to make me go, what? Yeah. But I think it's important to read it or at least under uh, get get wind of where Bernie is, is off. He may, listen, he makes some really good points here, I think. Well, if half the new drugs hitting the market cost more than $220,000 and Big Pharma rakes it in, is that the problem really? Or is it, as I have argued for decades, that there is no freedom in healing? There is no freedom in medicine. There is no freedom of doctors to choose things that are not $220,000 and toxic poison to treat disease, which is caused by toxic poisons and deficiencies. So what he's doing is dancing around the symptom, like many allopathic doctors, not acknowledging that freedom or the lack of it is the problem, not the fact that Big Pharma exists in a monopoly and can charge whatever the hell it wants because it doesn't have to compete with anything or anyone. And it's bought most of the congressional critters, much less the regulatory agencies that provide for this monopoly, the granting of patent protection for petrochemicals that are toxic by definition, Super Don. Now, having said that, what you say is so awesome about what Bernie Sanders has done here. Well, I mean, look, uh, say what you will. Uh, he points out something that is legit, legitimate here, and that mm-hmm. is how here in this country, uh, for people who choose to take pharmaceutical drugs, they are getting, uh, outside of getting screwed by the fact that they're taking the drug, mm-hmm. the price, the, the, the healthcare system as it stands right now, the insurance companies, the way that they are put together, if you look at some of these drugs, these are some big numbers. I mean, the, you, you can't ignore this. Uh, Novo Nordisk, they're the ones that uh, make that wonderful drug that we love called Ozempic. Yeah. Uh, here in the United States, it's $12,000. In Canada, it's two grand. That that That's a big difference. Right. Uh, so Eli you- Lilly charging the American people for nearly $200,000 for this other drug, this Ceramza. I'm not sure of that one. I've never heard of that mm-hmm. one. Treats stomach cancer. You can buy it in Germany for 54000 which even 54000 sounds like a lot of money, but in here, two hundred grand. You you've heard my argument over the years, which is so far out of even the new media discussion points. You know, talking points. It's like I don't think that's a great idea of taking a drug that's twenty four thousand and dropping it down to two grand. And you're like, well, you hate poor people, and no, I love poor people enough to say let's not poison them with toxins <laughs> that have nothing to do with getting them well and everything to do with well making them sicker and killing them. Sure. This now, is my point about socialized medicine. I totally agree with you, and I think everybody watching this would agree with you too. But let's let's look at what is, what Bernie Sanders is pointing out. Mm-hmm. How is it that here in the United States, with the way our healthcare system is, mm-hmm. that uh, they're going to charge two hundred thousand dollars for a drug that you can spend that you can buy for twenty four thousand, 
in 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 some other country. The insurance companies are it's a racket. Yeah. In more ways than one, but just in the in the 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 price of drugs. Sure. It's a it's a huge racket because you know, you can go down to Walmart, you can buy it cash, you know, you can buy a drug for cash for 4 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? But if it gets charged to the insurance, it goes up to something else because well, how's they that? know the insurance, they can get away with it with the insurance sure. companies. Versus- That's the idea of third-party interveners and payers, yeah. similar to the price of college for those going, oh, it's important. And Bernie does this. Oh, college is so expensive. It should be free for everybody. The reason college is so expensive is because it's been artificially inflated by providing basically free money or low-cost money to the universities and then of course the students go into debt fictional debt uh to go there and then learn what about socialism how great you know socialism is become marxist and, and or you know going into modern medicine going in and having a 250,000 500,000 dollar debt and then being controlled by the pharmaceutical industry that wrote the curricula again where is freedom to innovate and provide an alternative to, if it is an alternative, to the drug that costs either 24 grand or two grand. Where is that discussion point? Bernie Sanders never brings it up. That's another thing I'd like to bring up with Bobby Kennedy when we get him on next. You know, the idea of socialized medicine, how caring and compassionate it is to poison people for cheaper. That's not compassion, folks. <laughs> in freedom, we can work our way through and out of this and support people genuinely in need through charity. Because I think people are by and large are generous when left, left alone and allowed to uh, to give to those less, less, I hate the term less fortunate, but see those in need that don't have another means by which at this moment they can help themselves. And uh, so On I that note. say that in the health policy discussion that's going to happen with Bobby Kennedy, that that will be brought up. I have a feeling it will not be because I'm not invited to speak. And I don't know who else is talking like this but I'd love to have somebody up there doing that to impact health policy. That is not just dancing around the head of a pharmaceutical pin to make those drugs cheaper. Am I mean and cruel and unusual for believing the way I do and promoting what I No, I don't think so. What do y'all think? Let me know. Have you considered that? Have you considered that freedom is the real answer to what is a problem? You. Yeah. What ails you? Exactly. All right, we are about out of time for today's show. We're going to do an abbreviated bonus round. I have a few minutes okay. to just check in with you. If you got a question or comment, uh, Michael Bolden, if you want to swing up from from the rafters upside down and join us, you can say hi. <laughs> your gravity well, boots. Just so Super Don doesn't have to change the show notes that show you're on the show today. Oh. You know, have a little compassion for Super Don. It's not all about you and your pain. <laughs> I'm being so mean to Michael Bolden. Wow. Uh, I hope he's laughing and it doesn't hurt him. Anyway, we got a bonus round if you want to stop and say hello, and that's it. That's it. That's all you'd have to do, and then get he was here on the show. Otherwise, Superdon's got a lot of extra work to eliminate Michael Bolden from the show notes. I don't, I don't think know. I can handle it. Yeah. I know. I don't I don't want to have to put you through that. It's on Bolden. <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> God bless you all. Thank you for being here. See you tomorrow in Colorado for those of you who are listening and watching live or the any any of the other events we'd love to see you at. Uh, do sign up for the newsletter. We've got our upcoming AMA July 1st. And uh, for our patron supporters, thank you for those that can and do support us. We end up giving a lot back to you, more than probably that you support us because our sponsors are so generous to help us to get, give you free stuff. So thanks for being here. 
<sighs> Bonus round coming up after this because the power to heal is yours. Oh, hey, it's the bonus round before heading to the airport. My brothers and my sisters, thank you for being here, part of the healing ministry that it is available to all non-denominational and not trying to convert you to anything other than freedom. Can we, we say that? Can I convert you to freedom? Oh my gosh. It's outrageous. Did you hear he's trying to convert us to freedom? <laughs> Talking to the socialist out there. Yeah. I guess I can admit that, right? Not hiding, not deceptive, not coercive. And I don't force you to do it. It's in freedom. You get to choose. Anyway, Super D, what else is going on out there that I need to know about in the chat room or elsewhere? Uh, kind of quiet today. Mm -hmm. I got nobody on Rumble that said anything. No, okay, quiet on Rumble. Quiet on Rumble. I mean, there's I people watching, it, but they're all, yeah, they're all. They're all they're, stunned to silence. They're I too nervous to say guy. something. Actually, I didn't even see Marge on there. Marge is not there. Didn't oh see God. Mary Gabriel on there. Nobody's saying anything. Gosh. Where's everybody today? Well, they're, they're probably an, expecting a whole other hour because we're, we're wrapping up in the bonus round. It's the early bonus round because it's an early edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Yes. So thank you all for being here early. If you're early, you're on time, some would say. Yes. Um, now, do I have a picture of Michael Bolden on there? Or is he really connecting by phone or anything? Oh, uh, is he here? I don't know. What do I see? Is Michael Bolden here? What is that? Hello. Hi, I'm Michael Bolden. I'm here to tell you all about Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> he was an American statesman, a diplomat, a lawyer, an architect, a philosopher, and a founding father who served as the third president of the United States. How come your lips are moving, Super Don, and it sounds like, doesn't actually sound like Michael Bolden. It sounds like he oh, might say that. I, I forgot to do this. Damn it. <laughs> So are you saying it, that counts now? You don't have to change the show notes because Michael Bolden actually. That's right. That's right. He was here. sucking on helium. <laughs> the thing is, we don't even get to play Michael Bolden's intro and everything. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's right. And he would, he would bypass that. Listen, dude, dude, listen, I can appreciate back pain. So yes, I know. I'm just, he's, uh, he's doing the best he can. Yeah, of course. We will, we'll try again next, uh, well, I guess two weeks from well, today. Whenever we can get him on. I, I yep. he's always welcome. You know, it's that. Tenthamendmentcenter.com. Y'all check it out. Uh, what else? Uh, did I forget anything? Uh, again, thanks. Uh, you know, Folium, dude. I want more people on it to try it because it's helping people break through. Even you know, talking about the brittle bones. That's also also an inflammatory cascade over time, reducing inflammation, antioxidant activity, the ultimate, if you will, botanical blend. It's another food, if you will. Foliumpx.com. RSB10, ten percent discount. Check it out. And we'll do more on that as well. There it is. Oh, and yeah. we got the Sovereign Silver. We got, yeah, the Sovereign Silver Natural Healing Gel is being repackaged. And it's beautiful, the packaging. And now you will not have to fight the bottle to get the last little bit out. <laughs> get it all out. 20% off special. Plus, if you do advanced ordering, in other words, I guess this is what you call pre-ordering or something. I don't yes. forget. What's the technical day? It's pre-ordering, yeah. Yeah, it's pre-order. Yeah, getting it ready. Be the first on your block, the coolest kids ever, to get the Sovereign Silver Natural Healing Gel. Uh, and uh, same great formula, just in a new package. And you get a free gift with it. So not only 20% off, but it ends up being more because you're going to get a free uh, one-ounce shot, a bottle of the Sovereign Silver. So take a look at that. Get on it and get it. 
And I thank you all Just for click on the banner. It's super easy. Click on the yeah. banner at our website, robertscottbill.com in the upper right hand corner, and that'll get you your twenty percent off. Excellent day. Excellent day. All right. Any other questions or comments before I got to take off, finish packing, get out of here, you hosers? I see nothing. No, so coming up on um, on Sunday. Yes, we've decided it's, to play Carl Kanthak. Carl Kanthak, which we made available sneak preview for our patron supporters for the last two weeks. You've had a two week sneak preview, and we're doing a Sunday conversation with him, which has along with it visually stunning presentation, PowerPoint slides, and all about uh, how you can fight back against the government trying to mandate injections of any and all kinds. And the disadvantage, if you're just listening to the audio podcast of it, you'll want to come back and see it too. But we'll have the audio available uh, for Sunday show and the video, I think, will be available. The video will air on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have it on Rumble or at robertscottbell.com slash listen, that's great. So, oh, Catherine Herman in our chat room says she's been to Serenity Healthcare. She's only 10 minutes away in Wisconsin. It's a great place. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks to Deb Muth for being on board and uh, sharing all that she shared. That was great. And thanks for almost getting Michael Bolden on the show. That was pretty cute. But I saw your lips moving, so I could tell. I did the best I could. You did. That was funny, the helium version of it. Anyway, with that, take a pause. Be back Sunday. For those of you, see you Saturday. There's a bunch of events all around the country, wherever you are, for health, freedom, and healing, liberty. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for your support of the Robert Scott Bell Show, the best-kept secret in health talk media, until you start sharing it or keep sharing it. And then maybe maybe others will find it, too. What will we do when we no longer are the best-kept secret? We'll be the worst-kept secret. (laughs) How's that? We'll go from the best to the worst. Doesn't everybody want to do that? (laughs) No? I got that wrong. The worst, best kept secret? Yeah. Not a secret anymore. You can't be a ancient secret. Anywhere. All right. Thank you, Super Don. All right. Well, you have a good trip. Uh, What's his name again? Canther Koopa Kunta Kente? Carl Kanthak. Carl Kanthak. I think that's both with K's, too. Yes. Double K, not triple K. Carl Kanthak. All right. He'll be on Sunday back uh, live on Monday. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, guys.